0: All right, and we're back once again with the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here with all the great shows that we have. We cannot thank you enough for listening to them. Well, the NBA Draft Talk continues, and it's just been a great pleasure having all these great NBA Draft conversations. But I had to get on this next guest because their deep insight on their site, draftsite.com, is so crucial and vital to NBA fans out there if they want to get the insight on the NBA Draft. It is draftside.com. And here with me today is Stone Hanson. And Stone, I cannot thank you enough for stopping by the program.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I
0: do want to thank you again for wearing the, the great out, and outstanding Los Angeles Lakers T-shirt right there for you that you got on. So I do appreciate that. And I know our fans listening to the show, their Lakers supporters will as well.
1: Oh, no problem. I was saying I have a lot of them, so there's a good chance you'll find me in one.
0: <laughs> there you go. Same here. Same here. I've got quite a few on the rack uh, waiting and hoping, as you are, I know, for the NBA season. Hopefully we'll return, maybe giving the Lakers a possibility at a, another NBA championship. I'm definitely looking forward to that opportunity as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we could come back soon.
0: Hopefully that will mean better signs for us as a society getting over this coronavirus and all that. But something that will have to take place at some point in the year is the NBA draft. And I wanted to ask you your thoughts. When you go to draftsite.com and you go to the NBA mock drafts, the first name you see is James Wiseman. And that's the first thing I wanted to ask you. Yes, it is Golden State, and that would probably be their first area of need. But when it comes to James Wiseman, you guys are really high on the site on James Wiseman's ability. Tell us in detail about what brings James Wiseman all the way to the top or at near the top and what he really brings outside of just a, you know, being seven foot one. And, you know, there's so much more to his dynamic than, you know, just the fact that he has some great size.
1: Yeah. So, um... The way I actually do my mock drafts is based on uh, where I think players will go and not where players I would draft personally. Uh, so I'm actually relatively low on Wiseman compared to a lot of mainstream people, but he does have great size, like you mentioned, uh, massive, like 7'5 wingspan. Uh, a lot of people are really high on his uh, two-way ability as possibly a shooter, something that you know every team wants nowadays. is a stretch big, and he certainly provides that. He has some weaknesses, though, for sure. He struggles in the pick and roll defensively, uh, which is something that is really important for a lot of big men. So uh, one of the main reasons I'm lower on him than most. uh, He also struggles with his creativeness as far as passing in the low post and stuff like that. But um, as far as his positives, he has all the physical gifts, um, probably as much, if not more, than anyone else in this class. Uh, Just a massive Massive center at seven one already. He can certainly use his length, you know. As he's a great uh, shot blocker, not only because of his length, but he has uh, impeccable timing as a as a weak side shot blocker and just as an overall paint protector. So, um, Golden State that's probably their biggest area of need. So that's where ultimately I think he'll go if they get the number one pick.
0: If they get the number one pick and they decide to keep him because he could be a valuable asset in a trade to maybe get some more experience or beef up that roster because, as you and I both know, Golden State is ready to load up once again for an NBA championship for next season down the road.
1: That's that's true as well. Uh, they can definitely package him with um, Andrew Wiggins that they just acquired or any other piece. Um, but the other thing you have to look at with Golden State is they do like to build through the draft. Uh, that's how they have their current championship roster right now. So um, we know the general manager Bob Myers likes to look towards the future, and you know, not sacrifice everything necessarily. But it's definitely an option on the table with this class.
0: I agree with you on that. That's a fine assessment right there. And there's so many players right now. There's no definitive number one. I think is probably what uh, I'm gathering from all the websites, including your site at Draftsite.com, is that there's no definitive number one. I mean, Anthony Edwards from Georgia. He is someone that a lot of people are high on. LaMelo Ball, obviously, with his the court vision that he's been able to go ahead and showcase, that's something that has appealed to a lot of individual teams. But this draft seems more about trying to fill holes when it comes to the, at, uh, near the top than any other I've seen in a while, as opposed to just having those outstanding dynamic players that you got to pick at number one, number two, or number three.
1: Yeah, uh, it's pretty rare that, you know, this close to the draft and there's still no definitive number one or two guy in this class. Uh, A lot of people have Anthony Edwards going number one. as just the best overall talent, uh, which again, it depends a lot on who's picking number one. Um, Keelan Hayes is another person I've seen ranked at number one quite a few or quite a fair amount. Um, He's another special passer like LaMelo Ball, uh, just really great at you know, finding, finding the open man and creating for others. Um, but yeah, there's, there's probably four or five guys, like you mentioned, that are, that are in the running for that number one, number one spot.
0: Now, if you were picking number one and you didn't base it on need primarily, but you, the player that appealed to you most, would it be Edwards or would it be someone else?
1: Uh, for me personally, I I do like Killian Hayes. I think he's, one of the safest picks, I would say, in this draft, which is uh, something that's I think more valuable than in other drafts, just because there's a lot of boomer bust guys. I think um, Keelan Hayes has a really high floor, but also pretty high ceiling. He's a really great. He's come a long way defensively as a team defender. You know, he really knows, you know, the right places to be at. Um, strong IQ, one of the best IQs probably in the draft. Uh, and still very young, I think only 18 or just turned 19. So um, he's still got a long way to go, uh, but he he definitely has all the makings for really safe uh, and strong point guard. So I would go with him.
0: And you're not the only one that has a, a great affinity for him. I've heard his name pop up several times in the past week. It looks like somebody that could rise up draft boards as we get closer to the NBA draft. And like you said, you can't teach the long arms, for his position and the skill set that he has is very appealing to any of the team that's picking at or near the top of the NBA draft this season.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, um, like I said earlier, it's just a matter of a safe player. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, they both have very high ceilings, uh, but they also have, I think, kind of a low floor in terms of just being an overall winning player. A lot of times both of the guys can be a bit selfish at times. Uh, just, you know, stat padding a little bit more than other guys or uh, maybe having not as high as an IQ as an Achillian Hayes. Um, I think just overall he provides a lot to a winning basketball culture, and I think that's what a lot of teams are going to be looking for when the, when draft time rolls around.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, that's some deep insight right there for you. Once again, I'm talking to Stone Hansen from draftsite.com. You got to go ahead and take a look at all the great stuff that they're producing right there at Draftsite.com. They've got obviously from every major sports background. They've got detailed lists for if you're interested in the NBA, NFL, what have you. But the NBA mock draft and the NBA insight that they're providing at Draftsite.com is truly great. So you got to check it out today at Draftsite.com. Stone, I know, I know that the intrigue with a lot of NBA junkies and NBA fans like myself are when we go ahead and not just look at who's coming up at the top of the draft, but maybe the lottery or who on the back end can be that that sleeper, that someone that is going to break out of the pack that's on the back end of the draft or in the middle of the draft. Are, is there anyone that you're keeping an extra eye on that you think, you know what, he's a little bit lower on people's list right now, but he could be that, that player that breaks out of the pack and becomes in two, three years down the line someone that a lot of teams will regret.
1: Uh, yeah, so the, the number one guy that stands out for me in that area is uh, a guy named Leandro Balmero, Argentinian guard slash wing. One of the best self-creators in this class, uh, really great at finding his own shot, um, a great shooter from off the dribble. Offensively, um, he likes a lot like Manu Ginobili. In that sense, uh, just really crafty, creative guard slash wing can really, you know, no really weakness in that area offensively. Uh, Defensively, he's held his own in the uh, EuroLeague, but obviously it's a different level of athleticism over there. So it's yet to be seen how he'll translate over into the NBA, but uh, I definitely have my eye on him. I spent a lot yesterday watching footage on him. Well, that's
0: uh, some great comparisons. I have heard those comparisons when it comes to him. And Leandro is someone, I think you're right, is going to sneak up some draft boards. So right now he's a little bit lower, late lottery, end of the first round. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of draft buzz behind him, and he may not be such a lower pick when all is said and done and the NBA draft comes around. I have that feeling. I have that feeling.
1: Yeah, he could definitely be one of those sleeper guys that falls late, but he's he's got a game that I think will attract a lot of front offices in the NBA, so he'll, he'll rise, I think, as we get closer and closer. We're signaling the ref for a
0: quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where... promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmos show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options now on this draft as a whole what are your thoughts on it i mean i've heard mixed reviews some would say that it doesn't have the star power but it has a lot of depth some say it's a weaker draft there's been a couple that said it's been one of the stronger drafts right now just because of who's in it at this point of time before anybody pulls back and says, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do it or I don't like where I'm standing. At this point, what kind of feel do you have for this draft as far as it being a, a good one or being something that maybe not a lot of teams can prosper off of in the end?
1: So I'm actually in the camp of this being kind of more of a weaker draft. I think it's definitely got a lot of star potential with a couple of the players on top, like Wiseman or Anthony Edwards, Cole Anthony, players like that. But um, I think they also have, like I mentioned earlier, just a lower floor, not a lot of real winning basketball players, I would say. A lot of high stats guys, but not necessarily um, indicative of their actual production To um, in reference to their winning ability. Uh, I think it goes a bit deep, I would say, maybe into the Early 20s or so, you could still find rotation players um, that can help you. But uh, once you get into the second round, I think it really starts to to thin out a bit. And
0: so there's, there's really not that depth in the second round that you have been seeing for the past couple of years because there's been some good finds in recent past with second rounders. Players have been able to contribute. Players have been able to find their way in the league. You don't see that as much right now at this point for this year's draft.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think once you get to the second round, it's going to be pretty difficult to find players that um, are really going to help you, especially immediately. Uh, there's some raw players out there, maybe like a Zeke Naji or um, someone like that that can you know over time develop a bit that you have higher hopes for. But I think that you're, you're going to have a lot of trouble finding players that can help you. There's a lot of bigs out there late, but I think they're more of uh, just rim runners that are easily replaceable that you can get elsewhere.
0: And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you is you and I both know that even if the the season gets canceled, which, of course, you and I both hope that doesn't happen because of where the Lakers are right now, and the Lakers most likely – despite what my friend Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net says that everybody should get a chance in the lottery and everybody, uh, you know, all 30 teams should go ahead and be able to have a chance to get the number one pick. I don't think that will happen. I think the Lakers will most likely based off their record be at the tail end of that first round. And they have to at least make the pick. Mind you, they might trade it again, but they at least have to make the pick and let's assume just for, for the sake of, of assuming that they're going to keep the pick the way they have with THT, Taylor Horton Tucker so far. What do you think that they would be looking for? Are there a specific set of players you think they might be interested in that far into the draft?
1: I think at that point, obviously, they will they have target players, uh, maybe another ball handler next to LeBron, uh, another center possibly because Dwight and JaVale will both be free agents. So they could have an opening there. Uh, it may be best player available for them, um, but, but we'll see. Uh, I, think, I think they should prioritize ball handling. Uh, I think that's probably been their major weakness outside of LeBron this year, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that.
0: Do you see anyone there being effective enough to have any type of impact on next year's roster?
1: Yeah, so the player uh, I actually like a lot for them is Trey Jones out of Duke. He's a real savvy, crafty point guard. He's just pretty uh, mature for his age. Defensively, is a really great team defender. Can switch a little bit uh, between guard positions. Really strong passer. Shooting's the biggest issue for him. But I think outside of that, he fits exactly what the Lakers would need or want.
0: And that's something that a lot of teams desire is the shooting and uh, having that 3 and D mentality and 3 and D capability. You know, I know that's something that a lot of teams look for, period. And I know the Lakers, as you and I both know, that's one of the glaring needs on their roster as well. When you look at this year's NBA draft lineup, I mean – Shooting is, to me, at a premium. I don't see many outstanding shooters that are, that could be there right away, or at least within the first two, three seasons, per se. For some of them, it's going to have to be work and development, and then over time, they'll go ahead and get it. At this point in time, is there anyone that sticks out as possible you know, shooters that not necessarily the Lakers, but any team could be interested in in, because shooting is set such a premium right now. And I just don't see a lot of great shooters coming out right now from the draft.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think the best shooter in this class actually may be in the Lakers range. A guy named Aaron Naismith out of Vanderbilt. Um, He's just an absolute sniper from, from three point range. Uh, The only issue with him is that he doesn't really provide a whole lot more outside of that. He's kind of a one dimensional player. Um, struggles to create for others and himself. But he's, he's definitely going to be uh, sticking the NBA just as, a, as an absolute sniper. The only aspect of his game, really. But it'll definitely translate, I think. And a lot of teams may be interested in that.
0: Just go in the corner there and wait for the pass from LeBron. Yes, that's yeah. something like that.
1: Yeah, that's something I think the Lakers may look into if he's still around.
0: That's definitely interesting. I didn't. Was he the one that had a knee injury?
1: Yeah. Uh, he actually, his season got cut short because of injury. So we didn't get as big a sample size as we would have liked, but he was a shooter all throughout high school as well. So I think it's a pretty bankable skill at the next level.
0: And that's something that's important is the medicals. And I know that right now under the current collective bargaining agreement, the medicals I can not want. I, I can show it to the Lakers, but I don't have to show the the medicals to the Celtics per se. Let's just use them as an example. I don't think that's really fair. But yeah. until another collective bargaining agreement takes place, medicals are still going to be an issue going forward. Your thoughts on this draft process and the medicals being so important? Is that the one thing that should be the most apparent to, if that and available to all NBA teams outside of let's say? these agent uh, meetings, these agent tryouts, these, you know, the, the, the exclusive uh, sessions where, where all that, I don't like those either, but out of anything in the draft process, do you feel like I do that the medicals being available to all teams is probably the most important thing?
1: Um, I definitely feel like it's an important aspect of it. I'm not sure I'd say it's the most important. I haven't really thought it out to be honest with you, but I do think it's important that every team should receive a medical if it's requested upon. Uh, I don't think players in their camps should be able to withhold that information because they're just trying to get to whatever team they like most. You saw with Michael Porter Jr. a couple years ago, he didn't release it to a few teams and he actually ended up falling because of it all the way down to 15. He should have gone top eight, seven, uh, according to a lot of people. So I think, I think you'll see medical information like that affect players in a negative way if they continue to withhold it. And obviously each spot you go down, you lose a bit more and more money. So I think I think medicals becoming uh, in a necessary thing to every team should be a requirement, but I'm not sure I see it happening just because so many players like to negotiate kind of where they can go. This is true.
0: This is true. It's a it's a players league and will continue to be so for quite some time. It's just been great talking so far, Stone. And I know I really want you to come back on the show when it's convenient for you. But one last thing before we head on out, and that is your site, draftsite.com. You gotta go ahead and tell everybody out there why people need to check out your awesome site and what you're working on today or in the coming weeks because I know everybody has a lot of time on their hands right now, in the coming weeks, right there at DraftSite.com.
1: Yeah, so uh, I try and update it as much as I can. Right now, I haven't been updating it, obviously, because there's not a whole lot to update without any games being played in college. No March Madness, which is where you see a lot of stocks rise. Um, But I am working on a top 100 big board that I'll try and get out in the next couple weeks or so. And I'm trying to just watch as much film as I can, catch up on players with all this free time that I have. But yeah, definitely check out draftsite.com. I'm updating the 2021 draft pretty soon, so we will have that uh, more updated as we, as we go along. So yeah, check it out for all your draft needs, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, when that gets updated and your big board top 100 gets updated, I'd like to go ahead and have you back on so we can refresh our talk on it and see what's changed and see where the trends are, who might have some early buzz going into the MA draft, because it's early right now in the process. I know, in fact, there's just been players over the course of the past weekend that have just dropped their names in the hat. As you and I both know, know, these kids, if they're smart and they don't have an agent, they see where they fall. And some of them are smart enough to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and back out of the draft and go back to college or go back to EuroLeague or what have you if they're smart and they haven't retained an agent so there is still a little bit of mix-up to be there but I'd definitely like to get you back on here in a couple weeks to get your assessment of that process and where the kids stand as of that point
1: yeah definitely I'd love to be back on I appreciate you having me on Appreciate
0: having you on as a fellow Lakers fan per se. It's always great to have you on. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to the next time we speak, your deep insight. And again, I'm speaking to Stone Hansen. You got to check out his work today at draftsite.com. He's got the NBA prospects right there for you. And if you are an NBA draft junkie like myself, not only for where the Lakers are going to get, who they might get and prospects of that nature, I always like checking out who everybody else is targeting and where these players are going to fall. And I might have some differing opinions over the course of time. Say, why is that player dropping? I really like him. I've seen the video. I think he's good. Or I think that guy's overrated or whatnot. Those opinions start formulating. And I love to have those and share those opinions with you down the line as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Indeed. Our conversations again, and I cannot thank you enough for spending the time with me on today's
1: program. Any last thoughts on the whale? Just hopefully we get the NBA back. That's uh, kind of kind of my biggest hope. But I do appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to being back again if you have me.
0: Absolutely, I would love to have you back on. In fact, what we will do also as well, we will talk about the NBA season. If that happens, what can happen, how that could take place. A lot of people talk about it right here in Vegas where I'm at that uh, it could be all in one party type deal. And we'll see if that happens. But we'll talk about different scenarios on the NBA also as well when you come back because, you know, it's just so great having you on. And uh, I look forward to our next conversation right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast if you'll allow me to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you again. Appreciate it. Stone Hansen from DraftSite.com. You got to go ahead and check out all the great work that he's doing today at DraftSite.com. It's just been a pleasure talking to Stone. Cannot thank you enough for being here, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.